0: welcome to another episode of our CGI Experience Podcasts. I'm Cheryl Ollibrand, and last we spoke, we kicked off a new series, The Foundations of a Great Bot. I was with my colleague Chidi speaking about elements of great bot design, so feel free to go back and listen to that one later if you missed it. In this episode, we'll be talking about the challenges of bot development. So I'm happy to be joined by my colleague, Kate Taylor, an NLP specialist and full stack developer. Kate, would you like to take a minute to introduce yourself?
1: Hi Cheryl, thank you for having me today. Yeah, I've worked in natural language understanding in healthcare and genomics, as well as in the finance and utilities settings. Um, system integration combined with machine learning, particularly around classification and named entry recognition. So that gives me some tools in the toolbox for getting conversational AI to talk to back end systems.
0: Sounds like a pretty big full toolbox already. <laughs> so I'm sure that you have tackled so many challenges beyond the ones that we've thrown at you in the short time that you've been with us. Um, what would you say are some of the some of the biggest challenges of bot development?
1: I think it's moving away from it being a series of questions that effectively guide you through a digital form. I mean, the power of conversational AI is that it can pick out concepts and actions the user wants from the information that the user's giving me. I mean, if I call up a, a chatbot and say, I want to give you my new address, what you don't want the chatbot to say is, how can I help you today? Right. And what you really want it to do is to pick out the fact that uh, I wanted to talk about addresses and then get itself in the right context that it, it will then collect information about that.
0: Is the, so
1: that for the information capture aspect, um, is, is
0: it just about the understanding or what are the other elements there that are
1: challenging? I think context is important. Uh, if we're talking about um, uh, changing my address, then um, the port can understand that my landline might have changed. Um, or i might have taken my landline with me uh, so if the customer has also said uh, i want to give you my new address and landline number that's two things to sort out so then you've got a, a concept of a um, a queue of things um, that the the customer is talking about and then wants to get sorted out uh, then the customer might say something like um, no my mobile phone hasn't changed and then the, the that Context understanding the, the bot is aware that uh, the, the task is just to change the address and maybe the landline.
0: So, yeah. kind of finding the way back, I guess. Yes. They, they initiate different flows and you have to kind of keep them on track at, while helping them. Is that.
1: Yes, I mean, some depending um, on the back end systems that we're integrating with, I mean, changing somebody's address and phone number. Uh, it's usually one operation anyway, but if the uh, the customer then volunteers other information, then it's useful to to either be able to switch to it and um, and sort that out for them, um, right. or go go back and and say, well, just one minute, I'll, I'll I've heard you've said that, and I'll come back to that in a minute for you. So I guess what we're trying to do is is make it like um, the, the kind of call centre where you ring up and they're able to cope with that kind of thing, and and mimic that human ability to say, right, you've told me two things, I've got two things to do. I haven't forgotten that second thing and I'll be back to you shortly.
0: That is the best experience. And is it the way you build it in the back end that enables that type of comfortable conversation?
1: Yes, I, um, effectively interruption handling means that you've, you've already um, thought about where the interruptions could have and also the way that you've designed um, the initial system to begin with. Um, so again, if you haven't listened to these podcast, uh, go back and listen to that as well.
0: All right. And then I guess in terms of understanding, I don't know if you've noticed this, Kate, but I I don't have a British accent. Really? Gosh, I hadn't noticed. (laughs) (laughs) That that can be a bit of a challenge, can't it too?
1: Yes, yeah. Um, uh, I know um, in meetings, uh, when we're talking about routing or routing, um, I guess when I'm with colleagues who say both, um, I always feel like I have to choose and uh, that can be tricky from a uh, which side are you on? Oh, rooting, I think, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm, okay. a, I'm a mix of Northern and um, London, um, so uh, <laughs> rooting it is for me. But, but uh, joking apart, that it can also mean that um, when you've got a speech system listening to our two voices, um, it can pick up words like great and create um, in different ways for us because of just of the difference in, in accents. Now, obviously, for. Um, uh, speech integration systems, where we've got a number of, of different systems uh, listening and being trained on a wide range of accents, um, that is is catered for. And that's why going for these um, very well-trained systems, I think, is the circuit of success with a chatbot. But there's also the concept that um, when you've launched a system, Uh, and you're monitoring it to see how the conversational agent is behaving, monitoring how the speech is behaving as well is an important part, and especially for acronyms and technical terms and other things. um, We can pass speech hints back to the speech to text and and that enables us to give the best experience um, to the widest range of accents and people. It's more a question of just thinking what you're likely to encounter. I mean, there's things like um, intonation as well. Um, If you say, um, uh, that's all right, um, but you could also say that's all right in a questioning mm-hmm. way so um, again you've got to capture that and there's also dialect um, i could say that'll do well enough um, i could say that'll be all right i could say that's fine and they're all giving the same impression of is a confirmatory statement but the CEE conversational ai needs to be able to understand that um, uh, they're all that kind of of, of area and again uh, obviously with um, our development and testing, we can try and capture as many um, UK idioms as well, but um, it it does come back to monitoring the the CAI as it works Mm -hmm. uh, and having that feedback phase where you can then pick out those extra um, phrases and add them into the intentions and uh, a a sort of continuous improvement if you like. it's, It's not that you can just deliver a conversational AI system and it will work forever as at optimum, you really do have to, to look after them. But I think that, that's also true of, of most computational systems. It, it's not um, uh, deliver and forget, it, it's always a question of, of getting the best out of them.
0: Yeah, it doesn't end at delivery, does it? No. So um, any, any kind of encouragement around systems getting better, maybe,
1: or? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yes, I, I, mean, I think, because um, we've now got the tools in the toolbox to make these things happen, then um, it's a, a real um, time, an exciting time to be able to do conversational AI, not in only in terms of the compute power behind all these things, the, the frameworks, the cloud computing, and everything else that makes these things possible in, in sort of real time. Uh, it's just that the um, the integrations that you can do nowadays, I think, make conversational AI really the, uh, the technology of the future.
0: Ooh, well, we want to be there, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kate.
1: Oh, thank and- you for having me.
0: Thanks. And uh, thanks to all the listeners who joined us today, too. We will be running more of these over the coming weeks and months. So please do join us again as they come through. And we look forward to seeing you again in a future episode.